Hey, y'all. This is another episode of Stay Naked with Alicia and Ariana. And you are listening to the Tina Talks. Oh, our voice just suddenly went down. I know. I feel like I've got my NPR voice on. <laughs> that tends to happen around siesta hour, which is when a Mexican eats lunch. Oh, we just had tacos. Too. And then about the hour after, you're like, I'm ready for a nap. So then our voice gets sexy. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we don't find you a boyfriend through these voices, I don't know what's going to work. I need to, uh, need to figure that one out. <laughs> Speaking of we boyfriends. Have, we have great radio voices, by the way. We really do. We do have great radio voices. <laughs> we give ourselves a humble brag. <laughs> I love it. So, you know, you know, my idol is Howard Stern. I've told yes. you about this. He says that he was in radio because he has a face for radio. Oh, my God. He sure does. I love a man who owns it. Yeah, he's he's an ugly motherfucker, but he's like, I have a voice for radio. No, he has a face for radio, not a voice. Obviously, his voice is very, you know, manly and and amazing. But I love him for many other reasons. But that's one of those. He's very self-deprecating, which I love. That is, yeah, that works very well for him. And by the way, I got um, turned on to Howard Stern when I was very young, actually. (laughs) My mom loves Howard Stern. And I remember she would <laughs> listen to Rush Limbaugh, you know, before he became America's Rush Limbaugh when he like, oh. got all political. Yeah. She used to listen to him and she used to listen to Howard Stern. And I remember like eavesdropping and I was like, that's kind of funny stuff. Yeah. She would let me listen. Yeah. Yeah. I love to listen. I love well, it. I, I, I was introduced to him after, uh, after I had my second son. Yeah. 2000. No, it was before I was even pregnant with my second I was just super bored on my drive to work. And then one day I plugged it in and he was doing a funny ass. This is a funny contest he used to do with the Mexican delivery guy. He used to have these porn stars come in and he would see how much money it would take for him to, to, to either grab her ass or uh, get a tip. So oh. he would say, I will give you $50 tip or you can grab her ass. <laughs> But the funny thing would made me like start listening was the fact that these guys were so awkward talking to this this white man that they were just delivering lunch for. They were just delivering lunch to this guy and they walk into the studio and he's got a contest for them and then he would you know it was the funniest thing ever and then I was hooked. And then I got my, my serious satellite radio and um, that became like my anxiety pill ever since. That is yeah. awesome. It is hilarious because you know what? It was funny. And a lot of people say, oh, but he's disgusting. He's misogynistic. He said, da, da, da. he's not. If you look at the, at the humor of it, the women get to do whatever they want. They're not, no one is forcing the women to do right. anything. It's all consensual. And they have fun. They have yeah. fun with themselves, by the way. So speaking of having fun and being authentic, yeah. which I think is yeah, why yeah. you connect with him so much is because he's so authentic. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Um, today's topic is I'm allowed to be pissed. Yes. And no, this is not about just, you know, ranting. It's about that thing that women do like I did this weekend when I went to a restaurant and the wait staff was subpar and the service was quite awful yeah. and I was very assertive but then that thing happens where the people at my table are like oh no there she goes please don't just can you just stay quiet and so um you know these were with my cousins and my tias and they're they're very awesome women and they're not abrasive like me. They're very sweet. 
awesome yeah, women. Yeah. And so they would be interesting. Kind. You called yourself abrasive. <laughs> I am abrasive when it comes to like me standing up. When it comes to you being hangry. When, oh man, I was hangry. Oh girl, was I've hangry. seen that. I've seen the hangry side of you. That's you're why I'm not having it. I should own stock like an Uber Eats <laughs> for all the food that I order because of my hangriness. You should get on that. ASAP. Yeah, we should get them as a sponsor. <gasps> mm, that's right. Yeah, we sure do use them. That's right. And so I did that thing, yeah. right? Where like people at the table start cringing, like, oh my God, she's about to be a bitch to the waitress. No, they're gonna spit on our food. It's like, no, they're not. So No, but you but what I said to you is there's a way for you to uh, address certain things that are still forceful but tactful and i think that's the part where we sometimes like and you're a saggy saggies are not very tactful people they're very direct she means sagittarius by yeah, the way sagittarius yeah they're very um not that i'm saggy no 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 <laughs> you're a saggy we do have plastic surgeon sponsors who <laughs> like to fix that though oh, yeah they're great too no, but what I'm saying is sometimes you, you need to just be more tactful in how you approach things. Not you, but I'm saying people in general. In general the approach. People in general, the approach, it has, you can still be pissed to be angry. So for me, being pissed and being okay being pissed is when there's a really good reason for you to be pissed. Okay, what is the last thing you got pissed off about? I need to really think about that one. So while you think of that. Yeah, yeah, let me think about that. So while you think of that. Um, yeah, the last thing that pissed me off was the waitstaff. But we liked the food so much, we went to the same restaurant the next day mm-hmm. and got stuck with a different server, but it was the same awful service. So what we found was that it was a systematic issue. But it, right? it's interesting how you will still go back to something just because the food is so good. That's probably why they're dicks, because you know you're still going to go. So by the way, that's how restaurants survive. If they're really good and the food is really good, people will forgive your service. Damn. Yeah, they will. That's a lot of what happens in restaurants nowadays. Okay, see, and I, I go to this restaurant when I go out of town, like once in a blue moon, right? However, I'm also the kind of person that will stick to her guns. I stopped patronizing businesses like Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby because they are very anti-gay, and yeah. I'm not down with that. Okay, yeah, of course. That's different. It's different, it's right? It's different, but their service is good, but it's their values, and their values don't um, align with your values. Right. But then also the values of customer service. It's like, if I'm coming in here to pay for a service, you should deliver. Right. And here's the thing, like, okay, cool. Whatever. The restaurant may thrive, but dude, your tip, like your actual income, cause servers get paid less than minimum wage because they have to balance it out with a tip. Your actual income is coming from my pocket in the form of a tip. So you're really not doing yourself a favor. Now I will say, yeah, I still tip. Yeah. Because it is a very humble job. I've been a server before. Yeah. 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 You've been on the other side. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing I want to mention to you, this is something that a lot of people don't realize unless you travel outside of the United States, the service and the customer service in the U S in the restaurant business is so much better. There have been times where we have been sitting at a table in Italy for 30 minutes before they would come around to asking us for drinks. But you realize that when you're traveling, a lot of these countries are so different in the way they approach things and the way they serve you. They're not going to be in hand and foot in America they do have and in Houston it is one of the most amazing cities in terms of customer service in terms of service in restaurants it is beyond good here in Houston I'm telling you I have been everywhere and they treat you like shit 
Oh, and then they chase you. You don't leave them a tip. We've been chased <laughs> twice because we're like, you don't deserve one. You know, they'll chase you. They'll chase you down the street or wow. down the road, whatever, you know? But, yeah. but I'm telling you, they do. But can I talk about being pissed? Yes, please. So there's times when I've been pissed at people because they've done something that they knew would piss me off, would be not something I would mm. approve or like. Yes. That really pisses me off because these people know me. They know there's things that you just don't do because it pisses me off. Like what? Give me and when they continue to do it and do it and do it. Okay. When they don't start something on time and it's not organized. Ooh, pisses yeah. me off. That's a big one for you. Especially. It's a big one for me because I, I, my time is super valuable. That's how you know. And I don't, all starts on time. Waste, they don't, I don't, don't waste my time. Don't tell me four o'clock. Because you know I'm going to be there at 4 o'clock. I've been married to a white boy for 20 years. <laughs> she said the key word. She said, I've been married to a white boy for 20 years. That's why she's trying to I'm like, Latinas no, I'm are, like on time. Latinas are notorious for But now late. when I know people start late, I just show up late. Like I was just telling you about a conversation five minutes before yeah. we started this. I'm like, yeah, don't show up early because it usually doesn't start on time. So with like military people and with white people, it's like if you show up early, you're on time. Yeah. If you show up on time, you're already late. late. And if you're running late, don't even bother showing up. With Latinos, it's the other way around. When we say a certain time, if you arrive on time, you a fool. You early. <laughs> if you arrive 15 minutes late, like you're fashionably late. Yeah. And when you arrive like a whole hour late, that's when the party's right about to kick off. But that goes back to expectations. So if I'm going to a Latino event, quote unquote Latino event, I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a late entrance just because I hate being the first one there. I just hate it because it just looks very obvious that you were there on time and nobody gives a shit you being there on time. If you're going to come to my event, be there early or be on time as well. Like yeah. just don't like you just have to. So, but there's people that are very close to me that do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, you know that about me. Don't do that. You know, if you're going to invite me to an event, make sure it's a good ass event and it's organized and it's well done or don't invite me. I just don't put up with stuff like that. Like, I just don't. What about when you invite people to your events, you show up to their events to support them. And when it's time for them to show up to your event and they don't show up, what then? Does that piss you off? Oh, yeah. That, that pisses me off, and I make a mental note not to go to your stuff ever again. And do you ever invite them You know again? why? Because I believe in a two-way street. Yeah. I believe in that because what happens is when you show up only, 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 you're the only one there and the one that shows up, that means they're taking you for granted. That means they've taken your friendship and your, um, your time for granted, and they haven't respected that. And that's one thing I do respect. I respect people who, who it's re reciprocity. You do that for me, I do that for you. You do that. And I think that's how it should be. That's just me. That's just my values. That's just who I am. Word. You, before not before this, you and I were talking about how I tend to be, um, I err on the side of being quick to forgive, mm -hmm. almost to a fault. Yeah. And I wasn't always that way. And there's a reason why I'm very forgiving now. Now, okay. when I get pissed off, I get pissed off, right? I'm a fire sign, so I'll light up any room with my torch, but I will also scorch the earth if you piss me off, right? Oh, yeah, that's me too. I'm very aware that I have the natural easeability and capability of doing that. Yeah. However, because I went down a bad path with that mm -hmm. and destroyed some relationships and uh -huh. was very self-destructive for a few years, and I'll talk about that on another episode, now I am so aware of how my anger could take me down 
you know, the path of resentment, mm-hmm. which could lead to other behavior that is unhealthy and self-destructive. Yeah. So I tend to jump towards forgiveness very quickly, which is good and it's healthy. At the same time, I've also been told like stop being a doormat or you let people off too easily or this person's being manipulative. Every or situation advantage is different, you. Ariana. You have to look at every situation with with the attention it deserves. Because I think there are certain situations where you should definitely be super pissed. If somebody, if a waiter just isn't on time with your food, that's not really something you need to be pissed about. You let it go and you forgive, right? You just say, well, next time I'll remember, you know, maybe ask for another waiter, et cetera, whatever it is. But if it's something super personal and something that somebody's done that's really hurtful and that upsets you really to the level of anger, I think it's okay as women for us to feel those emotions, but face those emotions, because if we don't, then we're just, we're just uh, festering. All of those things just fester. And they don't, if you don't confront them and then don't have like a good venting session, like I'll go home about something and I'll just vent because if I don't let it out, it will be worse for me. I'll be like pissed. Be like, damn it, I should have said that. Man, you should have this, And like, I'll go over it a thousand times. Yeah. I think every situation is different. It's like, you know, every person is different. That's right. And I appreciate you sharing that because there's a fine line between, you know, navigating forgiveness and then also not carrying the feeling of guilt. Yeah. yeah. Or the resentment. Yeah. So sometimes when I am equated to forgive, I'm like, man, maybe I, I let them off too easily. Man, maybe I should have done this. Man, maybe I should have done that. And anger is a healthy emotion, by the way. A lot of those emotions that make us uncomfortable, we try to get rid of them. We try to not feel them because we don't want to feel them because they're uncomfortable for us. Whether it's sadness, whether it's loneliness, anger is one of those emotions that a lot of us try to fight against. We don't want to feel it. What if we just felt it, embraced it, and moved on from it? Like for me, a way that I do with my anger, I vent and I go home and I'll talk to someone or talk to Russ about it. I'm like, God, this bitch just pissed me off. This is what happened. Hopefully I wasn't that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You can always tell me like, bitch, you pissed me off. Yeah, I would definitely say something, but you know, there's just situations or scenarios where somebody tries to hurt me in one way or another, or they feel this, um, this, this sense of putting me in my place because I've already, you know, felt a little too high of of myself, et cetera, et cetera. I've had those situations with women. I guess what you're saying is you're getting to is it depends on, you have to examine the intention in every situation. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the intention? And if you have to forgive and move on, that's okay too. That's a good thing to do as well. But um, for me, if you cross that line with me a few times, I don't give you much of a of a chance. There's a lot of goodness out there. A lot of good people that do respect me and respect my time for me. Yeah. wasting it on people who don't. No, absolutely. It depends on the situation and the person, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I. I broke up with my therapist last year. It's almost like she broke up with me. It was very weird. By the way, I don't know if I ever told you this because you knew her. Yeah. Um, She's the one that brought up the idea of doing something like you and I are doing now, like having a show, doing these talks and having events where we bring women. In fact, we did some women's empowerment events and I, I will give credit to her for her contributions that she made in my life. Yeah. Um, and then I got to this point where it was like, I got these angry text messages. It almost felt like it was a boyfriend breaking up with me. 
and was like, I'm not supportive of the choices that you're making in life. And, you know, you are not a person, you know, that's up to par with my standards. But that doesn't even sound like a therapist to me. That just sounds like somebody who's judging your... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was called a dry drunk and having, like, daddy attachment issues and so much stuff. And I just felt like, oh, so you're using everything that I shared... Against you. ...within the client-doctor privileges against me. Huh. How is that for balanced and healthy? And I remember, like, she said a lot of things, and... I didn't get mad. I read them and my thought was, wow, talk about someone who's got a lot of issues to work on her own. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? I'm so self-aware and I know who I am and whose I am. I know those things that she said weren't about me. A lot of times it isn't about you. It's a lot of them. It's never feeling. about you. Yeah. There's this How? passage in one of my favorite books and it says... Um, and grat- and what is it? And acceptance is the answer to all of my problems. If ever I feel disturbed, bothered by a person, place, or thing, it is directly related to how I feel about myself. It has nothing to do with that person, place, or thing. Everything, absolutely everything, is exactly as it's supposed to be. Not even the leaf on the tree moves without the will of God. If only I can accept to live life on life's terms, then will I be happy. I love that part of the book. I memorized it. Mm -hmm. I read it like almost every day for two years. Wow. So that reminds me that people will share what's in their heart. And if they're sharing Mm -hmm. anger and bitterness, Mm -hmm. that's what they got to share. Yeah. And so I rebuke that. I reject that. Anytime I experience that energy, I get away from it as fast as I can. I'm very much like you and that I'm very intentional about how I design my life mm-hmm. and who I build into mm-hmm. my squad. Mm-hmm. And there will be many people who want to jump on that bus and take a front seat on that bus. And you might look at that bus and realize, you know what? This person needs to be kicked out or right now it doesn't need to take a back seat. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's okay because I think a lot of us have been told that we have to never rock the boat, just go with the flow, just let it be. Just And sometimes just letting it go and letting it be is not, it's counterproductive. Well, it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't really do much for anyone when you just go with the flow. Let go and let God or let go, go with the flow. Those are all very pretty statements that fit on a bumper sticker. Yeah. But it's a lot of work that yeah. goes into that because there's a difference between surrender and letting it go. When you say let it yeah. go, you're really saying just forget about it. But the reality is until you address it, like you said it earlier. Yeah. Until you address it. Sometimes facing it. Yeah. And you come to grips with it and you build closure around it. If you're not doing that. Right. Then it's going to fester and it's going to mask yeah. itself as you know, as a resentment, it you're going to protect onto someone else. Yeah. Oh, it's like cancer. It's a yeah. fucking cancer. It That's does. what it, it is. It And it's, you know, they always say, well, forgive for yourself, not for them, because it does sort of affect you more when you don't forgive. Right. And sometimes I'll say, hey, I'll forgive, but I don't forget. Oh, that's for sure. Oh, that is. Oh, sure. And, and it's okay for, for us to feel those emotions. And I think sometimes we try to run from them. I have a lot of emotion of anxiety because I always want things to be done a certain way. And so that tends to put me on like an, a little bit of an anger. But I, I learned to figure out those little triggers 
that don't allow me to get to that point and let it go. I love that because that stems from control. Yes. And you're able to address those control issues and then come to a resolution with it. And that comes because you and I are the kind of women that know what we want, how we want it, when we want it, and where we want it. Yeah. And when we're looking for people in our squad, especially yeah. if they're like interns or however, you know, whatever role that is. <laughs> yes. Like you need to be intuitive. And if you're not getting the direction, like I'd rather just do it myself. And so, yes, that may be a control issue, but we also want to deliver quality to our clients, to our to our listeners, to our followers, to our supporters, to our family, and just to ourselves. You know, and I always think of it like a, like a freight train that's going 100 miles an hour. You want to get on that freight train because it's exciting and it's going places that you've never been, but you've got to hold on tight and you've got to be ready to ride that train. That's right. You're going to get on my train. You've got to be ready to ride that train as fast as it goes because I'm intense and I'm hardcore. And it's like I was telling you earlier, people who work for me, if you work for me, you work with me, you're going to get a hell of an education because I share everything with you and I will spoil the shit out of you. But if you can't keep up with me, you're not going to be with me. You're not going to be my squad. You got to keep up. You got to keep up. I love that. And that's okay if you don't. By the way, if you don't, then you're, you, that's okay. You're at your own level, at your own speed. I'm 44 years old. I'm going at a speed that I've been wanting to go at for a long ass time, just like you. How come you are so intense about everything that you do? Because you've got your, you have your eyes set on something. Yeah. And that thing that you have your eyes set up on is something that you are just, you're going to attain that. And I know you're going to attain that because you have been putting everything into place to get to that point. And little by little, you've been getting there, right? That's right. And so have I. And I recognize that in you. I appreciate that. Because that's who I am too. I see those little steps. I see those little stepping stones that we've set up for ourselves. And when we found each other, it was like, hey, I can be her competition or I can be her collaborator and her supporter. And she can build me. And I can build her and we can do a lot of great things together or she can go off on her own, create her own little team. I'll go off on my own, create my own little team, be separate. But imagine the fusion and the synergy that happens when two of us, two fires get together. It's craziness. It's like a fucking atomic bomb. This is the most exciting relationship right? I've ever been in in my entire right? life. I mean, it's super cool. <laughs> well, I hope you do find a boyfriend one day that gives you that. <laughs> I mean, I- I hope that happens for you. (laughs) By the way, y'all, I said that in a jokingly way, but yeah, yeah, the the fact that you can take two strong-headed, control freak, high expectation, high functioning, high level women and create something beautiful because Tina talks is beautiful. I mean, just in the events that we've, that we've done already, the women that we've met, the stories that we're hearing, the way I've never been to anything more magical and more beautiful than Artinas. I've never been, and I've been to conferences for fucking, what, 10, 15 years? And the things that we can do and the things that we can share and that we create with them, with that level of, um, of standard, that's why we're a good combo too because we have those levels of standard and you'll say, hey, I don't like that. That is not at our standard. That it, that's not a Tina standard. And I know exactly what you're talking about. 
It's yeah. an unsaid standard that we know what it is. We know it. It's 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 it sounds a little abstract. And you'll say, "What is the Tina standard?" We know what the Tina standard is because it's a standard that we've set for ourselves. That's right. And we're about doing the thing, not just talking about it, but being about it, right? Mm-hmm. Being authentic, and that's why we wanted to share this topic of I am allowed to be pissed. It's okay. I think too many women may be feeling like. They need to compartmentalize themselves. And I know I did that for a long time, not because anybody else expected that of me. Yeah. I expected that of me. I expected to be the perfect wife, the perfect lover, the perfect cook, the perfect, you know, businesswoman, the perfect daughter, the perfect sister, the perfect everything. And that was a pressure that was self-imposed. That was maybe created by my, you know, my environment or my need to, you know, to be a people pleaser, whatever that may be. Yeah. But I want to tell you right now, the person that's going to be the hardest on you is yourself. Always. And you need to forgive yourself. It's okay. You are allowed to be pissed. Vent. Share. You can tell us. You can message us. You can give us a call. We'll, <laughs> you know, we'll talk to you. A lot of times people just want to be heard. That's all. They just want to be heard. Yeah. You know, when I used to come home when I was married and, I, you know, my husband would you know, talk to me about his day and he didn't have such a great day and, you know, he was decompressing. I did that thing initially where I was like providing solutions and suggestions and he would get frustrated with me. And then I realized, pendeja, he doesn't want you to solve his problems. He just wants to be heard yeah. and acknowledged and that's it. Yeah. Right. So, girl, if you're listening to this right now, it's okay. That thing you've been carrying on your shoulders, that thing that's holding you down, whatever it is that's swaying you down. It's like my dad has always said, everything in this life has a solution except for death. So, para grandes problemas, grandes soluciones. For big problems, big solutions. Just get into the solution. Stop living in the problem. Get into the solution. Surround yourself by women that you see mm-hmm. are problem solvers and that are leading the style of life that you aspire to accomplish. Right. And ask. Ask. That's what we're there for. Mm-hmm. That's what true women's empowerment is. It's not a phrase on a bumper sticker. No, 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 no. It's doing the thing to uplift other women without even having to brag to others about about it. That's it. You said it. It is an ask questions. If you are wondering how the hell did she do that, ask her. Yeah. I'm always I'm always in awe of women who have the balls to do things in business too. And if and, and, and I just approach them and I'm like, how did you get that? How did you make that happen? People love talking about I themselves. To, I want to do that. Number one, people are talking about themselves too. People who are genuinely interested in helping you will do it. Mm-hmm. All it takes is asking. You never know. You know, my first job coming out of college was a job that required like five to seven years professional experience. And I didn't have that. Okay. Based on the way it was written, I didn't have it. I still threw my hat in the ring. I sent in an amazing, completely 100% accurate resume. And it was intriguing enough that I got the interview. And then I got the job. Mm -hmm. And then I was told once she and I no longer were working in a working relationship and we became friends, you know, she said, your confidence and your ability to conduct yourself in such a professional mannerism won me over. Mm And it all started because I asked for the job. Mm -hmm. I submitted my resume. 
Imagine if I would have said, oh, I don't have a professional five or seven years. Which, by the way, a lot of women don't do that because they always think they're not good enough, even though they're hyper-qualified, over-qualified. They're always thinking, oh, maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. And that's a problem that women confront all the time because men will, will freaking show up to an interview even when they don't have all of yeah. the requirements. Yeah. They're so uber-confident. Why can't we be like that a little bit, right? You should be. Women should be. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I'm, I'm dealing with young women who are entering the workforce. Yeah. And they short sell themselves on their resume. Mm-hmm. They short sell themselves in their portfolio and their LinkedIn profile. And so because I'm a publicist and I'm an actual storyteller and I am a journalist, I'm really natural and good at sitting down and speaking to someone and kind of finding it's called burying the lead in news, right? Mm-hmm. Like in news, you're supposed to lead with the main lead. Like what is the lead of the story? And so a lot of times women are burying the lead in their life and their resume. Where are you burying the lead? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I love sitting down and talking to people and find out who they are at the essence and help them find the headline of their life. Yeah. Ooh, if your life was written in a headline, what would your headline read? That's going to be our next podcast. I so love Think that. about that, guys. What would be your headline? Yeah. We need to wrap it up. So think about what would be your headline if your life was summarized in a news headline. What do you want your headline to be? Let's work from there and build up to that. Yep. Yep. Show up in, oh gosh, there was a really great quote. I'll have to share it later. But guys, this is um, another podcast episode of the Tina's Naked Raw intentional aspirational what do we call it again so our podcast is stay Stay naked Naked. and by the way stay naked means unpeel the layers that have been self-imposed for years remove the shame let it all hang out emotionally intellectually don't dumb yourself down to make yourself stoop to someone else's level so you can accommodate them Don't shrink your vision to fit the size of the opportunity. Be raw, authentic. Hey guys, thanks for listening. There's more of this podcast. Just click on the next episode.